Welcome back to During Business Hours. My name is Christopher. This is my wife, Leslie. We're here on a Sunday because we got no kids. No kids at home. Figured out, okay, we could go for a walk in the park. And then I dragged her ass here. Absolutely. I figured since we were here, let's stop by and get your thoughts on all the happening with the Johnny oh Depp. Oh, my God. You, you know what's funny? Uh, so Abdur has been on the podcast like four times now. And so he used to do the same thing where he's just nervous and and it's not he's not used to it. So he'd sit there kind of like, yeah, you know, that's right, that's right, that's right. And then Eric used to do this thing where he'd just sit there like this. It's awkward, but it's just having a conversation. It's very simple. I don't feel nervous. So. I understand. The body language is just a big thing. So like Eric used to do that like, Like he was an Oompa Loompa, but he's, he's not an Oompa Loompa. But he would uh, sit there and just do nothing. And people would comment saying, well, why isn't he talking? Or people would message me saying, hey, you're stealing the show. Absolutely. It's my fucking show. But <laughs> how many TikToks have you shown me in the last week of the trial? 5,386. 0.2. Um, so when you search Johnny Depp trial... It's, it's the happening. It's either this, Elon Musk, Fox News, or Hunter Biden. Those are the stories. Joe Biden, we already understand he's being transferred to a, an old folks home currently. Um, is that you, fake news? Because <clears throat> I feel like I haven't seen that. Of course it's fake news. What other news is there? Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> we call it a story because it's telling. But uh, there was something very funny. There was, uh, Joe Biden, voiceover. I saw today a bad lip reading. That's what it was. Now watch this. These are always good. Why do people think that I'm bad at gravity? I'm going to need a flute. <laughs> <laughs> Nathaniel, Nathaniel, Nathaniel. Every time he says thank you. They only gave me part of my breakfast. Like, why? <laughs> I'm gonna get hungry in my car. You're probably a mistake. <laughs> I think guac stains everything. I power wash it, but it will never get off of me. The green weird thing. Now spinach, that's really hard to get off of me. I browned in the woods and had to put dirt over it. <laughs> Do not get me a spleen, because definitely I think it'd be a crime. It bears repeating. Nathaniel, Nathaniel, Nathaniel. Here's your cyborg. I think a bug just went in my ear. Whoa, who do you have in your basement? Are you a fan of custodians? Custodians? Yeah, those who wipe it down or mop up our sneezes. I think I hurt my brain and now it's reversing. Oh, peacocks. Uh, uh, Riding my motorcycle. Hey, oh, hey, give me a Coke. Someday I might get a butt tattoo. (laughs) I know you're both. I think this is much more accurate than the things he says in the real uh, trailer. In my opinion, this is more. I would have voted for him if he would have said this shit. He's actually speaking plain English here. Yeah. It's Netanyahu, Netanyahu, Netanyahu. It's so funny, but we got what a couple more minutes of this. 
bored as heck. Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi to that girl. Can you guys have a bunny? The internet is exempt from honesty. Satsack and Sassy Pants Band. Begonia, what is it? Ooh, it's a flower? Get a frickin' tie. I mean, dodgeball is it. There's not a funner use of rage here on this planet. It's so true. I hear a fly. We don't have any tambourines. You know what they say, Joey Biden always fighting. No, they got mugs that say it. We need new babies out there. I think we need time to make new ones because the old ones just become so, so big. big and so mean. Nathaniel, 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 Freebird. Mm. No, that, that wasn't bourbon, that was just iced tea. Hey, who took my coffin? Your head looks hard. Sometimes I might pretend to be Quincy Dillonoski and that I'm a coal miner. Don't try Shit, to fix it's me! Like, it's so funny, but you also want you guys to hungry? Like, cry. Take something like sandpaper you know salad. I mean? Go bite into that. Um, and he said, no, I'll do it with the phlegm. <laughs> I've got a fangirl. Oh, Versitis, it's wicked. Why am I coming back for you all? I bought good vitamins. Just stick it in and roll. Wait, wait, oh, this is just not very fun. Like, why this pimple? Whoever does the dubs for this. Listen, flirty time is not really outrageous because that's just how I was made. Jettison. If there's one thing I hope you remember, it's this. Nathaniel, Nathaniel, Nathaniel. Ooh. I got a worm man in East Dakota. This shit is fucking hilarious. But it's... It's sad. You know what I mean? Like, we all expect Zuckerberg or the, the debate between him and Trump... It's it's too hilarious. Um, what is it? If you put in Joe Biden memes, let's do ten months ago. What's the nearest? I'm not an anti-Biden person. I'm just an anti-cognizance person when it comes to Biden. One day ago, forgets with Will Smith. Neutralizer me. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you will, look right here. Welcome to Kingswood Community Center. Actually, that's the one down I used to work. As a joke. You didn't know where we were anyway. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's great to be here. And uh, back uh, in a place where, uh, you know, you know, the rapidly rising... Uh, um, this is so fucking uh, true. With, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, what a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> that was hilarious. This is just the, the type of shit that happens when you have a president that can't form or read from a teleprompter or a cue, forgets his lines. There's actors that do this too. They sound the same way. I bet Tom Hanks probably sounds this way on set. He's older. Great actor. Everyone loves him. Done a lot of good things. But he's older. 
Chevy Chase. He's got to be old now, right? Tom Hanks is still acting, and obviously he's got enough brain power to memorize his lines and go forth with them. Let's do actors forgetting their lines on stage. I mean, that obviously... Let's see if... Happy birthday. Oh, my. It's too much. No, it isn't. From where can you afford to buy a cottage? For Mr. and Mrs. Katz. There's some people in New York, and they're looking for um, somewhere to do. And Esther has told them about my show, and they want to make it into a show. Debbie. Well, I want to do it. She can't be alone with her. I know she won't be alone. I'll be with her. It's, it, it's the start of, you know, cognitive decline. Johnny Depp says he's made his fans waffles. Apparently he ordered everyone breakfast. I was outside of the courthouse the other day. They had breakfast delivered to them. The relatives thing is crazy. Did I send you the one where he says that is Jack Sparrow to his fans? Or something. What's up, fellas? How you doing? Like, third party Supposedly, I don't know if actually happened. It's just people outside are just made breakfast for all of them this morning. Good morning. Good Crowd cheers and cheers. Johnny, good morning, here in Baltimore, Maryland. Good morning. It's my first time here, but obviously not your first time here because mm -hmm. you all made the film here. And how long were you here? I was here altogether about three months. That's a pretty long shoot. Yeah, well, I, I came here about three weeks, two or three weeks prior to filming and stayed about three days after, so. I really enjoyed your performance. I think it, it's just a really fun movie, and your performance is absolutely wonderful. Wow. Well, thank you very much. It's, it's great to hear. I'm glad you liked it. When you see yourself up there, what goes through your mind? Um, mortification. <laughs> uh, I, I, 
it's very hard for me to watch myself. I'm not real comfortable with it. It's kind of a... Edward Scissorhands when I was like five or six my grandparents showed it to me mm-hmm. and it was my favorite movie as a kid I don't know why but up until I saw the mask at like seven or eight this was my favorite oh he's a weirdo he's just like me you know I was just I felt like a weird kid it's funny that this came out in 90 90 which I was born in 89 you 90 mm-hmm. but I've watched this over a dozen times oh yeah I watched it so many times the tape broke grandfather had to put scotch tape on yeah so um it was just it was so funny man because everything he's portrayed freddy's dead the final nightmare um that's 91 arizona dream never seen that benny and june seen that Mm -hmm. eating scene gilbert grape let's see edward never seen that dawn demarco have you ever seen that? Don Juan DeMarco? It looks familiar, but... Dead Man. Dead Man. Nick of Time. I've seen Nick of Time. Donnie Brasco. I've seen that. The Brave. Mm. Sounds familiar. Cans Man. It's the film one. Yeah, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I, I still love that he shaved his head to match L.A. without a map. I haven't seen that. The Viker of Dibley. Dibley. Never seen that. The Ninth Gate. I've seen that. That was a really, mm-hmm. really good movie. Um, the Astronaut's Wife. Never seen that. Sleepy Hollow was really good. Chocolat was really good. Uh, the Man Who Cried. Let's see. Before Night Falls. I haven't seen that. The Fast Show. Blow was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that my teen years, this just blew up my teen years. Uh, From Hell was amazing. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico was really good. And then Secret Window. I just uh, watched a few clips of that and how he was. You haven't seen the whole Secret Window. I have. I just okay. I just rewatched a couple of clips of it. And it, I totally forgot he was the killer for some reason after two decades. I was like, oh, shit, wait. He was the fucked up. Uh, he portrayed his characters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and eating the corn at the end. Oh, we're going to find the bodies. It's like, oh, okay. Or, or when he gets braces, like, look, 
fixing a couple of things. Like, fuck. Uh, Happily Ever After, I've not seen that. Finding Neverland was really good. I was a big Peter Pan fan as a kid. I figured you were going to be big on that Okay, dear Jesus. That takes you on a different journey, the Finding Neverland, Mm -hmm. than any other Peter Pan story. So, uh, Libertine, I never saw it. Uh, Never saw more of his, like... I saw Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But I have not seen uh, the Libertine movies. I've watched all the Pirates of the Caribbean up until the one they removed him from. It's so funny. Sweeney Todd had a bit of a kick. 2007 for Sweeney Todd. Singing all the songs. Doing all the crazy shit. Imaginarian of Dr. Parnassus. I never really watched that all the way through. Public Enemies. I saw that. Alice in Wonderland, never saw it. Didn't really like the look of it. The Tourist was really good. You've watched that with Angelina Jolie, right? Mm-hmm. The The whole, like, getting billion dollars worth of plastic surgery to fall in love with your wife all over again. Oof. Stranger Tides, yes, yes. The Rum Diary, what started all this bullshit. This fucking... Do you think he regrets getting this script by his agent? Probably. Yeah. Just that and Jack and Jill he was in. That's and he looks like he looks all the time in his Jack and Jill appearance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like his next from twenty eleven to twenty twenty one, that's like his go to look. look. Yeah. It's crazy. Life's too short, twenty eleven. Never seen that. Twenty one jump street. That was great when they brought him back out. Yeah. That was hilarious. He's like, we got tattoos on our dicks, man. <laughs> uh, Dark Shadows was really funny. I don't know why they didn't do a number two. And then Lone Rangers, where all the controversies of him showing up late, being on drugs. Never seen Lucky Them. Transcendence, I did watch. It's a really good movie. Tusk, I watched a few clips of. Because apparently they're hunting this, like fairy or uh, this is when the drama started right uh, he was going through a divorce or whatever and then it pushed back the release I don't know why it says 2014 but on uh, the side I watched it said 2016 released and so he had like a fake nose that was in the shape of a dick yeah so when you looked at his face he has this like purple vein they put a notch in the edge of the nose mm-hmm. to where when you're looking up at him it looks like a dick and the vein looks like cum. It is. It was all his idea to the director, and it was fucking hilarious. Into the Woods, 2014. Why does that looks familiar? Uh, Mordecai, I did watch. Really like funny black. Uh, what is it? Pink Panther wannabe. Black Mass. Watched that. He did really well. Um, Oh, no, so it's Yoga Hosers. The Tusk in Yoga Hosers has, like, the same look. That's what it was. So you see the nose here. Mm-hmm. And then if you go to Yoga Hosers, it has the same notch with the, the look on his face. Okay. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you got Donald Trump, The Art of the Deal, the movie. He played Donald Trump? Alice Through the Looking Glass, and then Fantastic Beasts, where everything you know, started all to... All these people are dropping depth, right? 
Yeah. What about our boy Tim Burton? Tim Burton wanted to do a couple other things with him once things, you know, passed on. Yeah, because I know Fields. he's like in all of Burton's films in one capacity or another. I haven't seen The Professor or I haven't really watched a lot of things. Crimes of Grindelwald. Was it, so was he in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them in 2016? That's what it says. I understand it says that, but I'm wondering, was he, like, legitimately in it? I'm getting a bunch of Facebook Messenger notifications. Why is that? I believe he was. That's the sequel he was taken out of, much like the sequel of Pirates he was taken out of. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know he was, like, deactive, because I know they changed the character a couple of times. Then City of Lies, I watched that. Waiting for the Barbarians, I haven't seen. So, Oh, even Robert Pattinson's in there? There's so wow. many movies that don't come full release that you don't hear about. You know what I mean? They're not big in the media. Yeah, Minamata, is that him? That is him, Jesus Christ. That is, that is insane that that's him. I would not expect this to be him. I'm going to go watch that. What? Give our boy Johnny some royalties. Gonna go watch that movie. I didn't know it was out. I didn't know it was a thing. Minimata? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to watch London Fields. Hey, Siri. Remind me to watch London Fields. All right. I've added it to reminders. Thank you. My mother keeps messaging. Why are you home? Why are you home? But the, the fun thing is all the shit on... Oh, I gotta change it to How this. am I waiting back? Sorry. Aquaman. <laughs> New Details Expo's Amber Heard for using a bruise kit to make fake bruises. She's an actor. Do you honestly think she would have left her apartment ever without makeup? I'm getting so sick of you. Amber Heard made a mistake in court the other day and ended up exposing herself. The actress is in the middle of a defamation trial against her ex-husband, Johnny Depp, who she claims abused her all throughout their marriage. She never left the house without makeup because of this. She was also afraid that the paparazzi would spread photos of her bruises and crucify her husband. I'm typically photographed in LA when I leave the house, a paparazzi type of photograph. So uh, I always, I'm you know, somewhat aware of that anyway. Um, and no, one woman, no woman wants to walk around with a bruise on her face. All of her claims were believable until the makeup brand itself, which she claimed to have used, exposed her lies. Milani Cosmetics proved that the product Amber mentioned wasn't released until 2017, years after the alleged domestic abuse. This was revealed on none other than TikTok and everyone went hysterical after watching that viral video. But Amber didn't give up and continued her narrative. She brought the product in court and showed us all the steps on how to cover up bruises. Frankly, it did not seem right. Amber started by explaining that she would put on makeup every morning as part of her routine. She was so used to being beaten up and having bruises that she apparently had a routine to conceal it. Anyway, so I put on both of those. I put on concealer uh, and I, um, I do that before I, I leave my bathroom in the morning. According to her, she would ice it up and put a bunch of different... steps are backwards. That's how you'd create a bruise, not cover one. Is that what it is? Yep. Because there was something about a bruise kit mm-hmm. that came out. Johnny and there's a, a that thing that's called a bruise kit is also what theater uses to, again, create bruises. Bruise kit, Amber. 
a bruise kit. Not a bruise kit, it's a theater makeup kit, a color correction kit, but I, I called it my bruise kit. Yeah, this is what I... Right there, Johnny looked at her. Mm-hmm. You'll never see my eyes. He looked at her. Just saying. He's not allowed to look at me. What the fuck do you... I heard that. I saw that clip where she's like, no, he's not allowed to ever look at me. I don't know if it was allowed. What power do you she have over... She said he over- can't look at me because he's guilty. Otherwise, why couldn't you look at me? Why? No, no, she said he cannot look at me. But so let's often talking about as a color correction kit. This is not obviously the exact one I used to carry, but I used to carry with me all the time. Sometimes this pink is sometimes a little bit more purple of a hue. And sometimes the kits are three colors. You can get them in three or four colors. Sometimes they have even more. So she's trying to change the narrative now to what her lawyer said of her carrying that for four years straight. Right. As a this woman, exact kit. As a woman, sad laid hands on you on the daily and you were still with me. Would you cover it up with the same makeup and you're like, oh, I like this brand, so I'm going to continue to use this, right? You'd find something that works if and you stick works, with it. it yeah. So you stick with it. But wouldn't, she, wouldn't you brief your lawyer? Like, okay, this is what I used. This is how I used that I found something better. Would you not expect a lawyer to give that breakdown to uh, a court of jury, you a panel of people? Everything. There's got to be everything goes into that. Because otherwise, what the fuck are you doing? What's the point? Why give bits and pieces so, so social media can tear it apart? Because court's ever-changing. It's now so much bigger for no reason. Because with social media... Now you're reaching millions of people who are going to dissect everything. And I understand it's, it shouldn't be as publicized as it is. That's why you have the ones that do the drawings and the recaps and all that. So you can't do this. They, they won't get dissected like this. But I know Johnny sued in a court to where he could get public opinion. Because it should have been in California, but it wasn't. Because California is a little more private with it. They did Indiana, I think, right? Virginia. I forget the reason for it. I think the reason is so that he knew it would get fucking publicized because each court is different. It's No, they go over how this court ended up being publicized. That's not the case. Why is this keyboard so shit? H-J-O-H. No, I understand that. I can't see. Because you got sunglasses on inside. Food. No, no, the microphone is in front of the keyboard. This is an ergonomic keyboard. Stop giving me shit. It's curved differently. For those of you who don't know, I use this shitty keyboard because it's wireless. But I'm trying to get used to it. Cameras will provide viewers unobstructed. So I think they were saying that the reason is because in those types of court, the public is allowed, right? That's why there's an audience behind the teams. Yeah. So to mitigate the congestion of people that would either try to get into the courtroom or stand outside of the building, they decided to televise it, which I'm sure there's obviously still a lot of people outside of the courthouse, but there may have been more if this wasn't available to be viewed at home. Yeah, it says it'll bring an unbiased view. How much longer do you think this is going to go on? It will be done by the end of the month. The judge indicated that day one. She said there is a clock on this one, and regardless of if you're done or not, I think the 30th is the last day. 
I use that. And then if you want to cover up a bruise, um, you obviously put foundation first, concealer, and then on top of that, um, I used a, like a, a bruise kit. Not a bruise kit, it's a theater makeup kit, a color correction kit. But I, And then if you want to cover up a bruise, so um, you obviously... Yeah, that'll be right, a good you. breaking point after the makeup. We said yes. that you didn't testify, you uh, didn't wear any makeup that day. We've heard all kinds of things about makeup in this case. Could you please tell the jury what your uh, regular routine was with respect to makeup? Uh, yes, I get up and wash my face, like most of us, um, and I put on right away uh, a moisturizer that has... Um, tinted foundation in it. And then I put another foundation on because it has sunblock in it. I have a skin condition that my skin reacts to the sun in, in a bad way. So I have to, I have to wear like sunscreen or sunblock You every don't day. redden, and you tend to get like darker spots, which is... I'm talking about on my face when I spend too much time in the yeah. sun, like how you pointed out I was standing in the shade the other day. When I spend too much time in the sun, I start to get like red kind of circles under my eyes i get flush around yeah. my cheeks any thin skin because i've got psoriasis on my elbows and my knees but uh it gets real bad around the top of the ear when i get too much sun because it's drying out the skin so i need to put moisturizer on and i'm just too fucking lazy i have to products do so. for that sir i understand and i use your products is it baby time no not yet they're gonna take him with their errands i guess we were just checking. Um, I, I can't understand because I had a friend remind me because I was married previously that I was in. I understand right out of mili in the military, you know, BH, high, school. high school sweetheart, Devin on and off. I was her fallout boy. Anytime she broke up with somebody, I was there. I was whipped to the idea that, oh, she's free. She's mine. Oh, I can win her back. Oh, you know, my entire high school career. Even joining the military, a part of me was like, oh, she's going to see me as this grown man, and I'm going to win her back. Sure as shit, she broke up with the person she was dating at the time because she was a, a bisexual uh, person. So she was dating a girl, broke up with her, got married to me. And I thought, okay, that's it. That's final. You can't break a marriage. This girl was toxic and physical. I was blinded and somebody had to remind me a friend of mine Jessica who I've known since elementary school that I was in a very physical altercation with my ex-wife I never was the one to lay hands I hate the idea of hitting women my father used to be an alcoholic and he would lay hands on my mother and you know the story for those of you who don't uh, I came from a home where my mother got beat regularly but because she had three kids she took it like a, a very proud, you know, older style women used to. And they would say, for the better of the kids, I'm going to take it. It's very toxic, I understand. And uh, they would just endure in the hopes that they would change. Well, somehow he changed. He got better. I was 10 when he stopped laying hands on her and on my brother Clayton. And boy, it was a, a stark reality when you don't have that in your life. It's a, a flash of a completely different narrative. Like all of a sudden you're living, leave, leave it, or what is it, leave it to Beaver? You know, oh, hey, you're home, daddy's home. You know how our kids react when I come mm -hmm. home, right? 
That never happened to my dad until post-drinking. It was never daddy's home. It was like dad's home, oh shit. Five years old, dad's home, oh shit, hide. That's what it was. And so I grew up in a toxic environment to a degree. And my mother always tells me, no, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I was the shield. No, we could get into it. I tell parents all the time, kids are well, way more aware than you give them credit for. There was any time my mother, when I was younger, she would do this like fake heart attack. It's it's crazy because I think I was seven when I first called her out on the fake heart attacks. And I remember watching Terminator 2, my dad drinking on the couch. We were living at this street uh, called Admiral. And... Clayton, Kyle, myself, and I was like so mad. She had played this heart attack thing twice this day to get us to do something, stop arguing, whatever. And I'm just fresh in my PJs, ready for bed. And I I know the night she's starting to play it again. Like, you guys are just arguing, whatever. Whatever we're arguing for. I'm like seven, maybe eight. And I stand up and I'm like, nobody wants your pity, potty bullshit. Nobody's going, no, we're done. And I remember her looking at me like her world had just fallen out of a glass jar. Like just, it was. I have a hard time believing you said those words at she'll, seven, eight years old. I'm, you can ask my mother. She will admit this because I got one hell of a whooping. Clayton, Kyle, my dad will all admit this. Somehow I stood up and said those words. I maybe saw it on a TV show or somebody calling somebody out for something. And I was like, I'm going to be the man and I'm going to say that. Sure as shit, I said it. Unfortunately, it was uh, one beat red ass, but it worked. Uh, she stopped doing it as much, but it proceeded post my father drinking. I, I got this moral high ground where I just won't lay hands on a woman unless there's massive self-defense or like you need to restrain a woman from hurting somebody, you know? Um and sure as shit, I get into that marriage. Was it 2008 I got married? Yeah. I was married till 2012, legally. But uh, our marriage lasted till 2010, Cinco de Mayo. And it was constant drunken parties, threats made, shit lobbed at me, punches, kicks, um, beaten, like beaten with bottles, Stupid things. I'd be sitting at a chair with my friend Andrew, all of a sudden smacked upside the head. Like, shit you don't remember. Like, I never thought of it post that marriage. Mm, like, I think that's I don't, odd. The, to that the, the I don't sm- know if that's a male-female difference. But it just didn't concern odd. me because I didn't weigh it as much until somebody brought it up, and I was like, holy shit. If you look at it from another lens that's definitely domestic violence i understand she was fucked in the head going through her own stuff her father in 2010 had come back into her life out of 15 years he had taken off on her and her sisters you know just randomly she had something going on with that daddy relationship that as soon as he came back she was like all right bedroom now you know Yeah, acting out. Like, she was like, bedroom now. Came back from meeting her father after 15 years. Really weird daddy issues. All of a sudden, 
it was trying to make a home type thing instead of like two people. We were just two people hanging out, going to work, coming back, hanging out, drunken bullshit. That's what the relationship ended up being. And uh, in my head, it was, oh, no, we're a married couple. I'm providing. She worked as a, uh, a pet groomer slash dog walker for this best friend's place down in Carmichael. And, uh, but boy, there was a lot of physical altercations. Anytime we were drunk, it was stupid shit constantly. And during the, the last breakup night, which Cinco de Mayo 2010, it was very physical shit getting thrown everywhere, bags packed. Um, you know, there was knives involved. It was horrible. And, her friend was with us, Dana, staying in my, I had let Andrew live there for a while. Mm-hmm. And so he was staying with her, or she was staying with they him. They were sharing a room. Yeah, they were sharing a room, enjoying their festivities when it was banging on the door, I'm leaving, whatever. And then shit started getting tore up. And uh, so Jessica had brought this up to me when I was talking about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp in another podcast. And it just, everything started flying back. I'm like, yeah, that's definitely a topic. I just don't hold it the same way to, like, I'm a victim, you know? Because I've had people, like my ex-girlfriend, filed a DVRO to break a lease. Like, very shitty. That's one way to do it. That's the the only way. You have to have domestic Mm -hmm. violence to break that lease. how mine got broken, so. She could have waited four months and I was paying the the rent I was paying it before anyway I was like I'll pay it in advance you don't got to worry about it I'll take responsibility I'll pay you out for your deposit um and sure as shit it was like no I need it out of my name just to cause me trouble and then I don't speaking from a woman's perspective I don't know if that part is necessarily to cause you trouble because in my situation had I left the home and still had my name on it regardless of whatever their financial standing is i would have been scared to have something in my name and have no knowledge of what's actually happening there whether you're would you you say because doug was definitely not on his own two feet at that time correct would you say if doug made a hundred thousand dollars a year could afford to pay you out your deposit and pay the rent and pay for you to move would you have felt less concerned? I would about have felt it? the same. Because with that money, he could have afforded to damage the fuck out of it. Now my name's screwed, and he'd still be okay because he has the money to take care of himself. She, here's the other thing. She could have just asked. And since we were four months out, they would have removed her. They just would have taken a, a portion of the deposit. Yeah, that I can't comment on. I don't know why she wouldn't have. Maybe she didn't want to talk to you, but she could have just as well asked the landlord themselves. Yeah. With, uh, when, you know, with Devin back in the day, I had a friend tell me that you have to be absolutely cruel to break it off. Like after she had played some games where, oh, I want to make it work. I'm living at my mom's. I had helped her move two houses. We were very cordial after the breakup for. A couple of months but she kept stringing me along like her fallout boy you know she was dating somebody else and then kept oh here come to this party where me and my boyfriend or me and my girlfriend are at like oh sure like no thanks so at the time i was dabbling in drugs and i think i showed up to a party pretty twisted like alcohol some pills 
And I was just like, you know, fuck this. I'm going to take the advice and just be cruel. You know, like, oh, you are a fucking cunt. Don't ever call. Don't ever text me again. I don't want to hear from you. And I want to see you don't turn the other way. You see me driving down the street. Just turn around. Don't want to see you. So from then on, she called, I think, like a dozen more times in the next six months. And that's when me and you had gotten together. And I think she called one night when we were together and I was out front smoking a cigarette. And uh, I remember answering and she had said, oh, do you want to know how uh, Savage is, my dog? And I was like, I don't care about him nor you, your mother, your sister. I give two shits if you guys all burned in a, a house fire. I get that. But as a woman, you've already given her the idea that you do because you cared enough to answer. She Whether it was to back talk to negatively back to back. or not. It was one of those things where it was like four or five calls in a row. So, A, I thought it was an emergency. Most emergencies. What emergency if you don't care about her, her mom, care, sister, or dog? At the time, I definitely cared about ma'am. Uh, ma'am was her mom. I Debbie. get that. But see where your actions are contradicting your words. And I get sense, it. I'm 21. Her. Yeah. I'm 21 at the time. I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm trying to portray this asshole to get her off my back. And I feel like separation would cause the best dissolution of that uh, emotion, you know, whether it's love or fantasy, however. Mm-hmm. And so after, what was it, six months with you, it was gone. There was no care. So it definitely wasn't like a tangible um, lifelong commitment. Like I had this fantasy in my head about. It was very short-lived in all reality so it's surprising to me how quickly you can get over somebody by getting under another it's you hate that term but it, for a lot of men we use it as a tool it's it's a a feed your mind and your needs to overcome any wishes or wants you know it's the same way you, there's a lot of people that do separate things that are in the same realm of like getting over uh, a want or anything. I get that most people do that. It's just, I don't like the way it sounds. And then like they'll say, what is it? Women cry first and fuck later. Men fuck first. And then they're calling you three months later. Like, Oh, let's get back together. Let's work it out. No bitch. We already, we already <laughs> cried over here. Like, I, well, I did that with you because uh, we broke up, what, 2013, 2013 early 2014. It's funny because when we broke up after like a week or two, because we were being really nasty to each other. Oh, yeah. I God, just blocked I you. And at the time, that's when you had to pay like 10 bucks a month to block a phone number. Or to add call blocking, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I paid 10 bucks a month to block your ass. And after three months, I'm like, he's not calling me. Like, I, I can save my 10 bucks. Go go buy me something else. And I unblock you, and 30 minutes later, you called. I was it playing was poker at a it friend's was house. fate. There, I wasn't calling you every 10 minutes. That was the one time I called you because I was dating the girl who filed that DVRO. And we were dating. No, no, it wasn't her. It was uh, I was dating this girl, Crystal, for two, like two months. Uh, very casual. And then she wanted to introduce her son to me. And I had never dealt with kids before and I wasn't cool with kids. And I was like, are you sure about this? You know, you want to make it official? She's like, yeah, I'll come over. I'll cook spaghetti at your apartment. I'll bring my son. We'll just sit and we'll get to know each other. I was like, all right, cool. Two days before I text him like, do I need to 
baby proof anything. He's only two, you know, anything you need me to set up, you know, I'm like nervous. And she just ghosted me from then on. Cause I texted like three times. Hey, do you need anything? You want me to pick up supplies, whatever. I'm very, I want things to be set up. Right. So I need to know details, times, events. She said, Friday, it's Wednesday, two days previous. You want me to pick up X, Y, and Z, whatever. But apparently looking back, I had talked to somebody else and they were like, oh, she got spooked, you know, kids, et cetera. You don't, when you get involved, it's a big thing. Well, think about it. We're parents now, right? Mm -hmm. Now say we were going to go have dinner at just a friend's house. We go to Wes's. Wes isn't going to ask us if he needs to childproof anything. And we're not going to be like, hey, can you make sure to do this, that, or the other? Like, so that's very like, what are you doing? Somebody who doesn't have a kid is, is similar to the same person who doesn't have a dog. What do you need if you're going to bring this person? Should I, I I don't know if a human child is going to throw shit on my walls, plastic wrap, everything. You tell me, you know, better than me. I'm just saying as a parent, Nobody without children has asked us what they need to do to their home prior to us coming over. So, yeah, I got ghosted by Crystal. I was pissed off because at the next three days, I'm like, hey, tell me what I did. I'd appreciate some answers. Constructive criticism. (laughs) Yeah, like, you let me know. If this is over, it's cool. But I'd never been ghosted before like that. I was like, fuck that. That hurt. That hurt. I got my hopes up, and I was like, oh, she's got a kid, you know? All right, let me see if I can get invested in this. And, uh... That's when I called you. So I was like, Tell I've me. been the fallout girl this whole time. I know, right? That's, <laughs> that's the way the world turns. But so I call you because I trusted your advice. And I asked you, I was like, why are all women bitches? Like, what what has it got to do? Why is all these women got to play games like I was the victim? But in reality, post that, I learned I was the idiot. And then, God, if you would have just not blocked my number again, I think I called twice more. I don't think I blocked it again. I I haven't blocked it. You didn't answer my calls like twice more. And then I was like, fuck it, I'll try Tinder. Tinder. The god-awful Tinder. Well, the time you called is also the window we had hung out like three times. And then I stopped answering. Yeah, well, then you ghosted me. Um I don't know. Just weird times. You were in a different time getting your shit together and life better and definitely didn't need me around. I was just getting my business started. I was working as a welder just before that when I was dating Crystal um, and then lost my job as a welder. Broke my phone. Bob's your uncle. But we had hung out a couple of times and then I was scared to tell people about you hanging out with me and that's what led you to say, oh yeah, fuck this dude peace yeah it was because your my, dad stopped yeah. by while i was over and it's he like, made it a point to hide me from in him. the closet in the closet not in the closet <laughs> just like you weren't gonna let him come into the house and you weren't gonna let me come out of the house but that night ended and you're like hey do you want to go with me to see dennis before he passes and i'm like you literally just hid me and now you want me to show up in front of the whole friends and family no sir goodbye i, th- I think at the time i was more concerned because my dad had seen the destruction that had wrecked after we broke up because I was living with them at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it was supposed to be a transitionary period. It lasted like a year, just under a year, I think, like eight months that I lived there. And then I moved in with Andrew at the apartments. 
and then Andrew moved out because I was doing too much business out of the apartment. That was funny when Andrew showed up, though, because he saw me and he was like, you're the last person I ever thought I'd see in this house. I know, right? Um, But that was when Andrew was coming out and he was dealing with his stuff. And God, so it goes from there to, like I said, fucking Tinder. I don't know why Tinder was invented, but it was a horrible invention because this the first date I go on is psycho daddy issues. And I ended up with her for, what, four years? Fuck me, four years. Because the problem was her family bred a lot of opportunity. So I dealt with all her crazy at the smallest chance of opportunity. It got me a lot of places. But her father being in insurance, he knew a lot of business. I was starting my business. He had a lot of possibilities. Her sister and brother, their families got bought houses, cars, private schools, because the father was so rich. So he paid for all of it. Even her brother was a very shitty, before we found out that he had molested her or done anything, he had been bought a house in Oakland for like $1.4 million that he had sold behind his dad's back. Yikes. Yeah. And still, after all that, was given like a lawn care business the father bought for him. He fucked that off. Then he became a, a bricklayer. Fucked that off. The sister was on the the Netflix show, the cook, whatever, Nightmare Kitchen. Not Nightmare Kitchen. The How to Be the Best Cook where like eight people. She won that show. She's a damn good cook, but she was put through like the best schooling to get there. Right. So I'm telling you, they are multi well Yeah, well off. So it was an opportunity. It got me There's a lot of the... Yeah, absolutely. I'm a fucking weasel. The point being, there was opportunity and I dealt with it. And then she just turned into a psychopath. It's uh, when we broke up, I, the one thing I asked her not to, I was like, you can leave at any time. I think six months we dealt with the, I can't take this anymore. We need to break up. Back and forth. I just, I couldn't take it. I wanted to leave. I wanted to leave. I wasn't dealing with it anymore. And so all of a sudden, all the convincing, oh, you know, we'll, we'll get this, that. We'll go to counseling. We did counseling. And she still ghosted me. The one thing I was like, I've been ghosted twice in my life. Don't ghost me. And she tried to and got caught. That's what I was like, oh, I'm going to go drink. Fuck this. I said all kinds of nasty shit in a text. I was like, you're a piece of shit human, etc. The One thing I was like, just never go. That's like, you cannot you get your shit and go. I'll help you move. I'll do everything in my power to move you out. Just don't ghost me. And she turned into this like, I think on behalf of her father, like, all right, we're just going to handle it legally, get a restraining order. You never have to talk to him again, et cetera. But she got denied her restraining order three or four times. On the last time, the judge laughed at her because it kept going back to the same judge, rightfully so. No they evidence. They try to do that in this county. They'll try to keep you with the same judge. Just so that the evidence is the same and the opinion's the same. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, change my opinion, you get your way. But she could not have any factual information. I stayed away from her, didn't text her, didn't call her, didn't break the, the temporary restraining order in between the cases. It was easy. Like, I really did not want to be with this person. It wasn't like I needed closure or anything. The one time we met post, we met at a UPS store to get all my shit back and sign a, a do not contact me. So I'm not going to say anything bad with a name because I don't want to be sued. You know, the father's very trigger happy. 
But basically, this person had me sign a contract that says if we ever directly contact or come at one another on social media, there is a, a nominal fee that each other have to pay. So whether it be 10000 30000 or a half a million dollars, one of us who comes at and wants to break that, you have to come with a check. If you are that desperate, come with a check. Otherwise, piss off for the rest of your life. I, I, I hope she's doing well. hope life is great. Somehow, within 30 fucking days, my brother brings you up, says that there was a, a DV incident with you and your ex. Mm-hmm. And I felt obligated to reach out. It was very clear. That's yeah. just, you, you were led to believe that an incident that had happened a year prior was like right now, right now. Yeah, like this just happened. I think I went to a movie with Kyle and, and my dad, Mike. And then all of a sudden they were like, yeah, she's in the hospital. Which uh, that was, it was never that serious. That was never the case. I think I sent you a Facebook message. Is that what it was? It was. Yeah. And I was like, hey, hope everything's well. You know, if you ever want to hang out, grab a coffee, let me know. And I had pondered that for what, six months or six hours. So I remember by the time we started talking, I went onto your Facebook and you had made a post like, what would you guys do in this situation before ever actually messaging me? Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> you saw that. So there was some authenticity to the. It wasn't like I was just hitting you out, hitting you up. Girls are very questioning. I always, honestly, I thought that was a setup for the message to come. Like you made sure to post that so that I would see it. So that when you messaged me, it would give the appearance that you were being authentic. When in reality, you were just what I remembered you to be. How many of you think that ever, ever? I think, yeah, it was like six hours previously. I think a lot of people that have been through traumatic experiences are... Similar to it to to a degree, we I think just, of the worst case scenario almost always. If I I probably would agree with you if I didn't live it, I could see that. Yeah, but it, it was weird because then all of a sudden it just like nothing ever happened. Life, you had a kid, so you're a little more hesitant to have me around as much. But for some reason, your mom was like, yeah, come over, come over, come over. Don't get me started. I know, yeah. So with everything I was going through, I was still at your house four nights a week. And then it was uh, too much, I understand, because it was so rapid. But I think we were married within, what was it, a year and a half? Started talking in August, got engaged in February, married in august yep a year yeah damn that's love but surprisingly because khaleesi my now stepdaughter um at the time she didn't like guys she hated men very like as soon as there was a man in the presence she was grabbing my arm and snuggling me like she was even weird about my dad and my brother and her by her other paternal grandfather she just didn't care i didn't want kids i was anti-kids i always told people i was cut or you know when my mom would or in-laws or uh, girlfriends families would ask about kids i'd be like nope fixed not happening don't expect it it's never gonna happen you know if they asked how i was like oh i was in the military they offered it whatever boom 
Nobody second guessed it. It was hilarious. And then somehow when you had a, a child, it just, it happened. We got engaged. We were planning our wedding and then boom, this little fuckhead decided to come into the picture. I love him, but man, he was a, a torpedo, a torpedo. Yeah. Just my son or junior Christopher junior uh, wife's choice. Not mine. He's fantastic. I'll put up a picture now. And then uh, he is now what? Two, two and four months. Yeah. So two and four months almost. Next week will be four months. Yeah. And he talks, he can write a little bit. He knows his numbers, most of his numbers and his, uh, his colors. He knows how to say blue in Spanish. Yeah. Azul. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, that stupid, uh, YouTube kids is hilarious because he'll go through all this information, replay a video 40 times and then be dad, 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 look. Right now it's Jinky. Halloween, so everything yeah. is a ghost, Spooky. zombie, yeah, scary. Yeah. yeah, all the videos for some reason. Now he's doing shadow puppets and stuff. He's great. He's soon to be out of diapers. But God, life is very fast moving the older I've gotten. It's it's more enjoyable, but faster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's my history. Uh I would definitely say I've been through a couple of things that would remind me, I would say are similar to what Johnny Depp's going through. I am not as happy-go-lucky with drugs anymore that Johnny Depp was. When I was in my 20s, I played around with too many drugs to count, got hooked on a few, got off a lot. I could understand the escape from what he went through as a kid to now. He's stuck in his Peter Pan ways. He doesn't, he's got a couple of kids that just never snapped him out of it. And he's got too much money to give a shit. So paying his ex-wife $7 million plus a, what do they call it? A per diem per month. Doesn't seem like half bad. I don't think she has to get something. The 7 million was it? I doubt she would have like, fallen just that short for a one-time payment and then offered to donate it pledged sorry yeah they're synonymous to me her attitude towards all the lawyers she could have played the victim and never did but it it's weird the comparison in their life like they're real people too i get it but amber heard is that person to me she's a melissa don't fucking invite her to a party ever don't invite her to a gathering I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. It's just they're not good around other people. There's always a story or drama. She just seems like that person. Right. You know, you really got to be on, like, the good side of the coin on the very off chance that it's a clean coin. You know what I mean? That's my opinion. I just, other times you're like, shit, I don't put hands on a woman, but I really want to punch him in the face. Just like, God, somebody needs. That person needs to like fly to the Maldives, get a hotel room, hole up for their own COVID for 30 years. What is her life going to look like once this is over? Because oh, whether life? win, lose, or draw, the, public she mo- opinion she's moving says, to, fake news, bitch. Oh, yeah. She's moving to Germany. She's gone. Well, people the, in Germany the haven't it either. will be real. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for 
Let me share my story. Um, yeah, domestic abuse is real. I think I would say that I am not a victim, but I have definitely be, been a victim in my life for a short period of domestic violence. I know you have as well. We've, well, spoke. side question on your half. Did, were you ever actually afraid? Yes. There, okay. were, there were times where this person that I was... Uh, supposedly supposed to cherish and hold forever had pulled knives on me. And I I believe if there was a gun in the household, similar to you, it would have been used on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, anger, Irish women. I see how you get angry on our one fight a year. And I'm good. The, the nails are a reminder of like what you could do with your knives. They're short today. You should be happy. I am very happy. I love them. Love you too. All right, everybody, that's been our show. And, uh, yeah, justice for Johnny, in my opinion. I would definitely say. Oh, one last note. God, thank you, Warner Brothers. Thank you. Oh, that statement. Death to Mira. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I feel bad for my boy Jason Momoa on that one, because. Bellissimo. I'm rewatching fucking uh, Aquaman. They got a, uh, a cut that had removed Mira's scenes. And or replaced it. Oh, it's really funny. I'm gonna start rewatching that with that software. <laughs> There's facial tracking. That Maybe if you pirated it, I'm not giving them money for that movie. H- we pay HBO Max already. They're making nope, billions. Not them You're not giving them any money. You're not paying for it. I'm paying for it. I'm not giving them more of your money by viewing that. No. <laughs> oh, no. Time is money. So we appreciate everyone spending their time and their uh, their energy on this. Uh, you need any more stories? Any more? Why don't, why, do, why don't the viewers ask us what they want to see? Yeah, what they want to know. You know, everything. You know, we'll sift through it and then go from there. But uh, there's definitely a lot of male victims that deal with those false allegations. And I've already mentioned the false allegations my ex had put to get the DVRO. Stupidly embarrassing. Like. I couldn't imagine if that was in a fucking newspaper. Yikes. Like, God, how Johnny must have felt. I well, was, he there's a f- audio recording of him talking to her, and he was like, you don't even think about the kids. Now Jack's at school, and all of his classmates thinks his dad's a wife beater. Yeah. You think about that? Yeah, that was when he uh, got convinced by the shitty uh, agent. Oh, both of our agents. No, man, she probably bribed you with a, I'll pay you. $30,000 convince him to come to this hotel room. So he did. And he's like, I already broke the DVRO. No, she showed up to his room. Either well, way. Yeah, but it's already way. broken. So like all of a sudden, what are they going to do? Yeah, I you don't know? think that it's broken when you corner the person you've gotten a restraining order against. Like That's I ex- had, I had one on my ex, but if I sought him out, you would have been in trouble. The, I would yeah. be the one in trouble. Exactly. You're him. still breaking the DVRO that's by the court. So either you or him, doesn't matter. Whoever breaks it is wrong. That's why you have to get out of the situations where two people are there not amicably. Mm-hmm. But point being, she broke it. She could have got jail time. And now the lying on the oath shit they've already proved it four or five different times is crazy. She has to be so punished. So they actually ever but they should something she should be put on the fucking cross to bear the rights that people are like the shit that she is doing she has to be put to the test so that other people know not to fuck with it there has to be a martyr somebody she's got to take the grenade i'm sorry put her out five years ten years whatever the the 
Indiana or Tennessee, wherever they're at, boom, perjury. Do it. The, fuck them all. Everyone who perjured. They got to hold it to a certain degree, and if they're not, what the fuck is the point? Like, I still believe in the justice system. I will skirt the justice system to my own needs, just like everyone else will bend those fucking rules to the most that we can while staying in the lines. It's a very pliable system. But still, perjury is like the, that's the whole fucking kit and caboodle. You got to tell the truth. There are people who fight emotionally about it. Like, oh, if I got called up to testify, I would have to. And it's going to destroy X, Y, or Z, whatever they're in. But they, they understand the weight of perjury. The way that they tell you to, just signing a single letter in the military, the anything that you're making a statement for, there's like 15 different ways that you're fucked. Not just Article 15 or UCMJ action. You're done for. So they definitely should throw the entire fucking book and car at her. All right, everybody. Once the scales of justice are balanced, we'll see how this ends. And then we will give you a review of our take information how we feel hit the like hit the subscribe button that little thing there here notified when we come back all right peace